seventh pitch. Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. Celtics with 67 points with 6:45 remaining. Taylor drives down and throws it down. Oh! Hey, this shot blocks. We're looking to spring Ovechkin again. White Cloud back shot. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Take a Lead. It is me, the one and only John O'Halloran. I am coming on this episode by myself today. Ryan couldn't make it again, but that's okay because I still want to bring you guys another another episode of this podcast. If you guys want to follow social media, you guys should know it by now, but you don't follow, but you know what? It's okay. As long as you listen to the podcast, it's all good. Still, the Instagram has always been the same. John O'Halloran, 15. O-H-A-L-L-O-R-A-N. The Twitter's underbar John underbar O'Halloran. Still spelled the same way on my Instagram. If you guys want to follow, take the lead social media. Um, TTL on both Instagram and Twitter. Anyways, let's jump into this podcast. Uh, Astros are World Series champions once again. Uh, defeat the Phillies in um, sixth game. Second World Series in six years. Uh, I was really hoping that the Phillies would win because I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. I've been a fan of his for the last 10 years. Also, been good to see the Phillies win. You know, last time they won was in 2008. Uh, last time they won the World Series was 2009. Um, then they made the playoffs in 10, then 11, then after that. It was just for 10 years, 11, 11 years, the Phillies were you know, rebuilding. They were going through tough times. Um, and no, it would have been awesome to see something new. Uh, especially for those Phillies fans, because they've been waiting for this for this thing to get back to the World Series for a long time. But you know, at the same time, though, these Phillies fans they can't be um, you know, they can't be sad about. It. I mean, they, it's obviously sucks to see your team losing the championship. But at the same time, you know, what a season this team had. You no, know, twenty two and twenty nine. They uh, they fired Joe Girardi since you no know, he. Since he couldn't get the job done, they uh, hire. You know they uh, have Rob Thompson take over. He takes his team from twenty-two and twenty-nine to the uh, World Series. What a fantastic year for the Phillies, though. I mean, these fans should be happy at the same time that this team accomplished that. You know, they were fun to watch in the postseason against the Cardinals. No, at one point they were down eight to nothing. Whatever it was, came back won that game to finish off the Cardinals in those two games. They were down multiple times against the Braves, came back and won. They were down multiple times against the Padres, they came back and won those games. In Game 5, they were down, I'm pretty sure they were down 5 nothing. Game 1 to the Astros, came back and won that game. So all postseason, including the season, when this team was down, they came back and they won. But uh, you know, these Phillies fans should know, at the same time, they should be happy what this team did. A fantastic season 
for the Phillies, but Astros again, World Series champions. Um, World Series champs again. Uh, you know, especially I'm happy for Dusty Baker. Um, won his first manager, won his first World Series as a manager. Um, you no, know, won his first World Series at seventy three. You know, took the uh, Giants to the World Series in two thousand two. They lost that one to the uh, Angels. Um, Houston is the uh, first team to clinch a World Series at home since the uh, Red Sox did it back in 2013. The Astros outscored the Phillies 22-18 over the series, winning the final three games. Uh, Philadelphia out-homered Astros 8-5, making the Astros the first club since 2015 Kansas Royals to win the Astros, uh, hitting fewer home runs. Um, so Saturday uh, capped a dominant uh, run for the Astros to finish the uh, postseason 11-2 after sweeping their ALDS and ALCS matchup against the Mariners and Yankees. Uh, Jimmy Pena, what a season he had. Rookie shortstop won the uh, World Series MVP honors after going 10-25, uh, two doubles, one home run. He's the first uh, rookie position player to win the award. Uh, Left-hander uh, uh Furman Valdez earned a uh, Game 6 World Series win, almost entirely uh, quieting the uh, Phillies' bats line with two hits, including a Kaz Schrober home run. Uh, when Kaz Schrober hit that home run, I honestly thought the Phillies had the game in the bag. I thought the Phillies, you know, were going to force this Game 7. But, you no, know, this Astros team, um, you know, thanks to uh, Jordan Alvarez's uh, three-run shot, unfortunately, you know, I, I, um, I changed the channel. For a few minutes, I was watching the uh, Alabama and uh, LSU game. Um, change it back, and I see the Astros fans celebrating. I'm like, oh boy, what just happened? Uh, and they show uh, Jordan Alvarez, Alvarez um, no round in the bases. Uh, trying to get the sound for you guys. Two one. Alvarez to deep center field. Feeling all the way back. It is gone. Up over the hitter's backdrop. A monstrous home run from Jordan Alvarez to put the Astros ahead 3-1. That'll be the swing to remember in their last game to cap off the title. Wow, is that a big fly? Um, but yeah, I mean, which this Astros team, man, up and down the roster was incredible. Uh, Zach Wheeler uh, was hit with the loss following, allowing uh, two runs on three hits while striking out five over five one-third innings. I mean, after Wheeler was removed, the two runners, uh, at, like I said, Astros, Slugger, Alden Avarez hit the uh, three-run home run, go ahead, three-run home run over Jose Alvarado. Uh, the Astros pitching staff held the Phillies to uh, a one a .163 batting average, which is the lowest of any team in a World Series of six games or more. Worse than the 1911 New York Giants, who hit .175. Uh, Phillies also struck out a record 71 times in six games. Um, so, I mean, Astros, they, they've entered a dynasty territory, uh, having won the 2017 World Series over the Dodgers. They also had plenty of turnovers since they, uh, that controversial title, and a lot of people banging on the trash cans. Uh, although with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, uh, Yoli Gurriel, Justin Verlander, and Lance McCullers, are the only being remaining players from that uh, World Series team. But no, congratulations to the Astros. Um, this team, no, since I mean, this is another team that was rebuilding for a long time. After the World Series, they went to the World Series in two thousand five against the White Sox. 
You know, they were built, rebuilding for a very long time. You know, from 2006 up until um, 2013, they were one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, made the playoffs in 2014. Uh, I believe it was 2014 they made it. Uh, don't think they made it in 15. Don't think they made it in 16, if I'm wrong. Um, did they make it in 2000? Oh, i got to look this up. All right, so 2015 is a seat uh, for the first time they made the playoffs. So they beat the Yankees in wild card game, lost to the uh, lost to the Royals in the uh, ALDS. I don't think they made it in 16. Didn't make it in 16. Obviously won the World Series in 17. Made the ALCS in uh, 2018. Made the ALCS in um, 2019. Also made the World Series. Made the ALCS in 2020. ALCS World Series trip in 2021. Same thing this year. And they complete the goal. I actually want to check something real quick. So in 2006, they were 82 and 80, and they missed the playoffs. Um, then this just went downhill from here. In 2007, they went 73 and 89. 2008 was oh 86 and 75, so that's a winning record right there. Um, Doesn't nine when they were 74 and 78. 2010, they were 76 and 86. Uh, 2011, 56 and 106. 2012, 55, and 2013, uh, uh, 51, 11, then 2014, 70, 92. So from 2014, 13, 12, and 11. I mean, those seasons were terrible to watch. I mean, this what this team was able to do and turn around from, you no know, 2015 up until now, that's crazy. Um, I know a lot of people you know, will say things about this team cheating in the World Series, um, but I'm not seeing the World Series, but you know the, the trash cans, this and that. But this team's a dynasty. You know, two World Series in six years, and this team is still built to go back and possibly win a third World third World Series next year. But it is very hard to make the World Series three years in a row. Um, I think the last thing to do it were the Yankees when they three peated back in the '90s, and this Astros team can do it. And you know, there's a lot of free agents, a lot of good free agents in this free agent class that this Astros team can go out and sign and stack this team even more. But um, no, congratulations, you know, to the Astros winning the World Series again. Um, back to the Phillies side. You know, Bryce Harper uh, says uh, Phillies says uh, you know, we we didn't get the job done. Uh, obviously, that's true. Uh, obviously, that's true. Um, no, you know, been up two games and then won the World Series. The Phillies lost three in a row, which sucks. Uh, so Rob Thompson said we went through a dry uh, spell the whole time, unable to join uh, Bob Lehman and Jack uh, McKinley, the only managers who take over midseason the 18th World Series uh, title. Uh, he says you've got to uh, give credit to the pitching. 
So, uh, like I mentioned uh, earlier, you know, Phillies batted uh, .101, 9 for 89, 38 strikeouts, 3 runs, and 3 extra base hits, and 3 straight losses, which included a combined no-hitter by the Astros in Game 4, which is crazy. And a 300 in Game 6, uh, Philadelphia batted .163 in series overall, the lowest since any team since uh, Detroit. Uh, was uh, held to a .159, getting swept by the Ast- uh, the Giants in 2012, the Astros. Astros were on my mind. Uh, Reese Hoskins hit .123 for 25 with one run batted in. JT Rumoto, um .1674 for 24 with three runs batted in. Bryce Harper uh, hit .200, 4 for 20 with two runs batted in. Nick Castellanos fell .125, 3 for 24 with one batted in. Um, Kyle Schwarber was the best out of the bunch, hitting .255 for 24 runs batted in. Bryce Harper said, we didn't finish it. doesn't matter if you're an 87 or 100 team win. Uh, we didn't, we, it doesn't matter. We didn't get it done. Um, you know, after finishing 87-75 during the regular season, Philly swept two games from the NL's, uh, champion, NL Central Champion St. Louis. Yeah, but like it. I mean, they beat uh, the Braves, who are defending World Series champions, 101 game, 101 win team. They beat the uh, Padres. And then Bryce Harper said, "This is uh, sustainable. The uh, type of winning atmosphere and winning." No, Rob Thompson said, "Sorry, this is champagne. Uh, this is uh, centane, uh, and this type of winning atmosphere and winning team." Thompson said, "They have accomplished a lot. It's disappointing, though." And I know I told him after the game. I said, "You guys have nothing to be ashamed of. You uh, didn't hang your head. Uh, you didn't uh, need. Jeez, I can't read. You don't uh, need to hang your head for anybody." And Bryce Harper said, uh, "I imagine that we're going to be the same team, but with some pieces to make us much better." He said. Um, but like I said, I was really hoping the Phillies were going to pull it off, especially the Bryce Harper. You know those uh, Nationals teams he was on. Um, Especially the 2012 uh, postseason, I'm pretty sure they were game away going to the NLCS. They blew that game against the Cardinals. No, it just sucked. I was really hoping that Bryce Harper's get that World Series, and I was hoping that the uh, these Phillies fans are going to see um, these Phillies fans won't get to see the World Series. Uh, speaking about the Astros, they're actually bringing back um, Rafael Montero on a uh, they ran a three of three point forty five million dollar deal. Uh, what I mean, a very big piece he was for the Astros. They acquired him from uh, Chandler Saddle Mariners last July twenty twenty one. Um, he put a, together a career in twenty two posting five and two record with a two point three seven ERA, fourteen saves, seven three strikeouts across six eight one third innings. Big, he's a huge role in this. And one of the main reasons why the Astros team won was their bullpen. Uh, during the run of the World Series, appearing 10 postseason games, racking up 10 strikeouts with a 1.93 RA. Um, resigning you know, him was a, a big first offseason move for the Astros, who parted away with um, their general manager, uh, James Cook, on Friday. Big piece why the Astros won, and it's very good they kept him because, like I said, this Astros team is very, 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 you know, Built and to go back to the World Series again. Also, another um clo- another pitcher was uh, closer was, uh, resigned. Um, Edwin Diaz is staying put in uh, New York. Um, him and the Mets agreed to a five year, hundred and two million dollar contract. So the deal does contain opto a a a full no trade clause and a six year option. The Mets hold an option for the twenty twenty eight campaign that could take Diaz's deal to six years, hundred twenty two. 
the reported pack is the largest contract for relief pitcher in Major League history. Obviously, no surprise on there. He's rev dumped this postseason. It would pass a five-year, $86 million deal a Rollers Chapman received from New York Yankees in 2016, which that's not going good for the um, not going good for the uh, Yankees right now because they left him off the postseason roster. Hold on, guys. Sorry, I got to reply to this text. Any of you guys probably don't really care. All right, sorry about that. Um, what season he had? He racked up 32 saves. Well, with a uh, staggering uh, 17.3K slash 9, a Microsoft 1.31 ERA across 61 appearances. Uh, the Mets acquired uh, Diaz in a 7-player uh, trade with the Mariners in 2018. He owns a 12-15 record with a 3.2 ERA and 96 saves and 350 strikeouts with the Mets across four seasons. Um, but speaking about the Mets... Um, Jacob DeGron uh, opted out of his contract. I'm sure the uh, Mets are obviously going to throw him another big deal. Um, I'm sure he'll stay in New York. So players that opted up was uh, Xander Bogarts. I'm going to talk to Carlos Correa, Jacob DeGrom, Klaus Vardon, Jokasam, uh, Pro 4, Nelson Cruz, uh, Terrence Walker, I'm sure the Mets will bring back, Zach Davis, uh, Robert Sanchez, uh, officially uh, free agents after uh, exercising an opt-out clause. Declined player options are having their 2023 options declined. So now 140 players in the open market at the 131 major leagues became free agents last Sunday. Free agents can't sign their new team until Thursday. So next weekend, probably a, uh, a good podcast to talk about. So Xander Bogarts, who spent his 10-year career with the Red Sox, slash 307, 377, 456, with 15 home runs, 70 runs bad, 150 games in 2022. Four-time All-Star. Um, won his fifth Sliver uh, Slugger, two-time All-Star. He's going to get a huge deal. I'm really hoping the Red Sox are going to keep him, which I'm going to talk about. Another big uh, name out there is... Um, Carl's in the short shot pulls Carl's career trade turn at Dance and Swansby. Jacob DeGrom. Um has been one of the best pitchers the last few seasons. He had a 3.08 area this season, 14.3 K slash 9-11 starts, 64 one third innings with the Mets last season. Uh Carlos Rodon, another top pitcher. Um he posts a 2.88 ERA, 237 strikeouts over at 178 innings. So it should be you know, fun to see what's going to happen this uh, week with the uh, free agency, especially next weekend, um, if any of these players will be signed. Also, uh, Clayton Kershaw is uh, staying with the Dodgers. Uh, him and the Dodgers agreed to a one-year deal. Uh, it's about $17 million. So he's been with the Dodgers since they drafted him 7th round in 2006. Obviously, he didn't retire as a Dodger. I honestly thought he was going to go to the Rangers. You know, last year the Rangers wanted to sign him. Um, I, since they were linked to him last year, I thought they were going to be linked to him this year. I thought they were going to sign him this year. Um, he did. He made his uh, 2008 debut with the um, Dodgers. Made his first All Star 2011. Won the Cy Young the same year. And ever since then, it's just been unreal. We've you know we've seen him grow into one of the greatest pitchers of this generation. Obviously, probably in history, he's won three Cy Young awards and MVP. 
So he's 197.87 with a 2.4 ERA. Um, the last season is coming off an injury that kept him out of the 2021 playoffs, but he still went 12 and 3 with a 0.228 ERA. 137 strikeouts against 23 walks. That's crazy. And 126 one third innings. So he barely walked anybody last year. This dude's unreal. Um, and this Dodgers, this is another Dodgers, another team, just like the Astros, who is obviously capable of getting to the World Series. And I honestly thought it was going to be a rematch on the 2017 World Series. I, and my, uh, my predictions on my YouTube channel actually had this had these two teams going back to the World Series. Um, I was honestly way wrong about that, but at least I got one team right. Uh, speaking about Xan Bogarts, so uh, Kyle Blooms uh, said uh, Bogarts still our first first choice at shortstop. Um, no, he's, so we said uh, Bogarts our first choice. That's not going to change. Bloom told reporters in the GM meetings in Las Vegas, according to Alex Spear of the Boston Globe. Part of our job is to explore every option uh, to field a contending team next year and to put together a really good group. We need to explore every possibility, a way to do that. But Bogarts our first choice. Um, no, he's been a stable for the Red Sox since 2013. Um, I just, I really hope, no, he's, uh, I, I hope he's being serious about this. You know, what he's done with the Red Sox the last 10 years is is awesome. You know, two World Series, one of the best shortstops in the American League. Just one, like I said, one of his fifth silver slugger. Um... No, the Red Sox braced for Bogart's opt-out all summer. Portland met with him about a possible extension shortly after the season ended. However, it became clear to the team recent weeks that he planned to test a market. And it sucks because, you know, it's it's going to happen. He, he's going to sign elsewhere. Uh, I could see him possibly sign at the Phillies. No, Phillies in a shortstop because I don't think they bring him back on uh, Juan Sergier. Um... No, I could see him going to maybe, I, I'm sure, you know, a team like Baltimore can throw him money. I could see him possibly going to Miami. Miami seems like I can throw him money. You know, Miami needs a power hitter. Um, I could see him possibly going to the Dodgers if they don't bring back Trey Turner. I could see him going to maybe the Twins if they don't bring back Hollis Correa. I just... It's going to suck to see him in a different uniform. But again, no, he's 30 years old. Um, but I just... I really hope the Red Sox keep him because the Red Sox don't offer him a contract. The Red Sox let him walk free agency. Where does what, what what does Rafael Devers think about this? Because Rafael Devers could be thinking, this is my best friend on this team. This is my best friend in general. If he goes, you don't sign him a, a deal. Give give him a deal, resign him. Then next season, I'm leaving too. And just imagine, in just a short period of time, you trade Mookie Betts, you let Xander Bogarts walk, and if you're gonna let Rafael Devers walk. Where does this Red Sox team go from here? And how does Kain, 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 whatever his dumbass name is, Bloom look? You trade, one of the first things you do when you come to Boston is you trade Mookie Betts. You're going to let Example Ogarts walk. And you're going to let now Ruffalares possibly leave. And I hope he's being serious about this, you know? Um, just what Example Ogarts has been able to do in last year's Boston is awesome. Um... You know, if he does leave, even though he's not going to hear this, you no, know, thank you for everything the last 10 years you've done in Boston. Um, you no, know, good luck wherever you go. As long as it's not in pinstripes, I'll be cheering for you. So, uh, uh, 
John Bloom also said, I should be clear about this. Generally speaking, uh, the, th uh, the thought progress to look past uh, somebody you're really familiar with for somebody else you might see as similar, uh, but a little shinier. The grass isn't always green on the other side, uh, he said. We've seen uh, that for a lot of years in so many different cases. So like I, sa so like I said, find a common ground with Xander is our first choice. Um, so we should see. You know, we should see what's going to happen. You know, come Thursday is you no know, someone going to offer uh, Bogarts a contract right away. And I hope that's not the case. I really, really, really hope that the Red Sox keep him. I really do. Uh, also, uh, speaking about uh, staying in the LA East, AL East, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, said he would never sign with the Yankees. Not even dead. He says, I like to play in New York. I like to kill the Yankees. I should, I couldn't, uh, I would never uh, sign with the Yankees. Not even dead, Guerrero said. Um, it's kind of funny he says that. Uh, So he's not a free agent, free agent until 2025. So, I mean, I obviously won't be surprised if the Blue Jays throw him money because this is another guy you don't want uh, let uh, let walk away, especially with the Blue Jays are building uh, in Toronto with him, um, Bo Bouchette, and all these other players. Money speaks. And let's say if him the uh, him the Blue Jays can't get anything done. And let's say the Yankees call him and say, hey, since you like to kill us, how about you um, come kill a Blue Jays smacking the contract? They'll give you a 13 year deal, $485 million. He's not going to turn that down. No player is going to turn down a 13 year, $485 million deal to go play in the Yankees. If I was a professional baseball player, unless I was one of the best, and the Yankees came knocking on my door and they sat my agent, myself, down, and they said, Look, we really want you here. You've been one of the best players in the league since you came in. You're good on both sides. You're good on both sides of the ball. Thirteen years, four hundred eighty-five million. I'm saying yes. And money talks. Money talks. And this is kind of like the you no know, David Price situation. No, he came. He never wanted to be a Red Sox, but money talks. No, they threw him that two hundred something million, two hundred seventy million dollar deal, whatever it was. No, money talks. And if the Yankees give him the right amount of money. He's going to go sign in New York. But then again, he could be serious about staying in Toronto. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't... Yeah, he, so he was born in uh, Canada because his father obviously played for the Expos. Um, but I highly doubt, you know, if they throw him the contract, he's going to sign it. No money talks. But I know he could be serious about not going to the Yankees, but like I said, if I was a baseball player and the Yankees throw me money, I'm going to go play in uh, New York. So some of the uh, MLB award finalists were uh, named. So for the AL MVP, it was Yolan Alvarez, uh, the Astros, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, obviously, and Shohei Itani. No doubt who's going to be here. I mean, what Aaron Judge did was incredible. He's going to be the AL MVP. And MVP was uh, Nolan Alarado for the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt, and uh, Mina Machado. I probably got to give it to Ball Coach Schmidt. Cy Young is Dylan Chase of the White Sox, Alex Mahoney of the Blue Jays, and Justin Verlander. Uh, I'm going to give it to Justin Verlander. Um, you know, 39 years old, at 39, he proved age is just number with a season for the age after missing most of the last two years due to Tommy John surgery. Um, another alien wins ERA. So I, obviously, he's probably going to get it. NL Cy Young, um, Sandy, <coughs> Sandy, uh, 
Al Alcranta, I think is how you say it, of the Marlins, Max Fried of the Braves, and uh, Julio Arias of the Dodgers. Um, I'm probably going to give it to uh, Julio Arias. Rookie of the Year, uh, Stephen Kwan, Julio Rodriguez, and uh, Aldi uh, Ruxman. i got to give it to uh, Julio Rodriguez. What a rookie season he had, making the uh, All-Star game in his rookie year. And Rookie of the Year, Brendan Donovan of the Cardinals, Michael Harris of the Braves, and Spencer uh, Strider of the Braves. Probably going to give it to Spencer uh, Strider. Uh, Manager of the Year, AL, Terry Frank Corner, uh, Brendan um, how the Orioles and Steve Sirius and the Marlins. There's two people that could give this. I mean, three of these guys you can give it to. No one expected the Guardians to make the playoffs. No one expected the Yankee. No one expected the uh, Orioles to have the season they had. Uh, Orioles were just a few games out of the um, making the wild card game. And starts uh, Sirius brought the Marlins to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. So any of these guys can get it. Edel Manager of the Year, David Roberts of the Dodgers. Buck Schroelter of the Mets, Brian uh, Stinker of the Braves, uh, Stinker of the Braves. That's a tough one. That's a toss up for all three of them. Um, I think the uh, and winners will be announced this week. And also, uh, the Silver Sluggers are also announced in the uh, MLB. So American League was uh, catcher um, Alejandro Kirk. That's his first. Uh, 14 home runs, 63 runs, bad in, .760 OPS. Uh, first place was uh, Nathan Lowe with the Rangers. That's his first. Uh, 27 home runs, 76 runs, batted in, a .51 ERS, uh, yeah, OPS, my bad. Uh, Jose Altuve, second base, this is his sixth. 28 uh, run, uh, home runs, 57 runs, batted in, a .21 uh, OPS. Third base was... Um, no surprise, Jose Ramirez is this is his fourth. Twenty nine home runs, one hundred twenty six runs bad in point oh sixty nine point eight six nine uh OPS, one of the best third basemen, probably best third baseman in the uh well I shouldn't say you got Nolan Alvarado. Shortstop, like I said, Exam Bogarts, uh fifteen home runs, seventh runs bad in at point eight thirty three ARS. Outfield was Aaron Judge, this is his third, Julio Rodriguez Kapnaf his rookie uh, season, his first and Mike Trout, uh his ninth. Um Designated hitter was Igolan Alvarez, going to win way more as the years go on. Uh, utility was uh, Luis Arias with the Twins. This is his first. And the, uh, oh, the National League catcher, uh, JT Romulto, this is his third. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, this is his fifth. 35 run home runs, 150, uh, 150 runs batting at .981 ERS. Uh, Jeff McNeil, the Mets, second base. This is his first nine home runs, 62 runs batted in. Point thirty six uh, OPS. Uh, Nolan Arado, this is his fifth. Uh, third, uh, 30 home runs, 103 runs batted in. A point eight nine OPS. Um, shortstop Trey Turner. Surprisingly, this is his first for Trey Turner. Uh, 20 run, 20, uh, 21 home runs, 100 runs batted in. A point oh, point zero eight. A point. Uh, I can't even friggin' talk today. A point. 809. Outfield Mookie Betts, fifth. Kyle Schwarber, his first. And Juan Soto, uh, his third. Desna hit of Josh Bell, his first. Uh, utility was Brendan Dury of the, uh, and the uh, Padres, this is his first. So if any of you guys really care about the Silver Sluggers, which I'm sure some of you do, some of you don't, those are your winners. Now I'm going to talk about some football. Um, so Bill Belichick came out and said that uh, Jets and uh, Colts recognize our offensive plays. Uh, several members of the New England Patriots offensive line said that Colts uh, linebacker Shaquille Leonard was calling out plays before the uh, snap on Sunday's 26-23 win. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick agreed Tuesday when asked whether the team is uh, 
Page be chipping place. He says, I thought there were uh, two or three plays for sure that Leonard was uh, really got a big uh, jump on us and stopped us, Belichick said. According to Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herd, Boston uh, Herald. Um, Belichick know that New York Jets and linebacker CJ Mosley also impeded some plays the previous week. Mosley got a couple of those plays a couple weeks ago in the Jets game. It mostly looked like he heard a play in the huddle, he said. He was on it so fast, and Leonard uh, had a couple like that too. So whether that was something that were given away or just something that uh, anticipated that he anticipated on whether uh, the keys were right uh, that he might have picked up, I would certainly want to prevent that. Uh, Belichick added that there was a good defensive player. Uh, that's what good defensive players do. They anticipate things. So Mosley tackle, uh, piled up 13 tackles, including one tackle for a loss when the, uh, when the teams met in Week 8. Uh, the Patriots averaged uh, 3.7 yards per carry against the Jets. In Week 9, the Colts had uh, New England's offense to 103 total yards. Indianapolis was able to limit the Patriots to 70 uh, rushing, uh, rushing attack to 70 yards with Leonard uh, recording five tackles. Uh, however, the Patriots' uh, defense racked up nine sacks, eight tacks for a loss, and eight uh, picks against the Colts. Um, but uh, So Bill Petra also pointed out that some situations that his team has been able to take advantage of plays, players who assume that uh, they know what before the snap. So the Patriots' offense has struggled throughout the first nine weeks of the season, averaging uh, 319.9 yards per game. That's 26th in the NFL. And 22.6 points per game. Uh, Mac Jones was able to find time in the pocket with the Patriots surrounding 22 sacks. So Mac Jones also admits that the Patriots can become more consistent following their bye week. We're playing uh, good spots, but we need to continue to go up here and stop uh, riding the wave, he said Sunday. Um, so I, I just... I. I mean, so Bill Belichick and I agree with him on there. No good players know what you're going to do, but in the in football, I mean, everyone knows this. You want the defense guessing what you want to do, and if this is that's two straight games where I believe it's two straight games. Yeah, two straight games where no teams figure out what the Patriots are going to do. You don't want that to happen because if this happens the rest of the season, I don't know who's calling the office and plays in England, but. Whoever it is, they, they got to change it up. And I, once again, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just a friggin' guy that does a podcast. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, with being a football fan, you should obviously know that you don't want the defense to know what you're going to do. But then again, no, he's right. No, defense players know what you're going to do. Um, but the thing is, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is a genius. He's a master of this game. You know, he can change anything in just a snap of the fingers. But um, no Bill Belichick, no pitch from the bye week. I'm sure he's going to figure out something to throw these defenses off. He, he always does. He's the type of guy that can go and, go and do something like this. Um, some uh, uh, head coach news. There was a head coach that go over the, uh, over, uh, the week last week. So the Colts fire... Uh, Frank Reich, a name uh, Jeff Saturday as intern head coach. So for uh, Frank Reich compiled a 40-33-1 record over four plus seasons in Annapolis. Uh, they suffered. Uh, they was fired a couple days after the uh, Colts lost to the Patriots. Um, so uh, the Colts were oddly projecting with the players following the offseason addition of Matt uh, addition of uh, Matt Ryan, which has been a disaster for them. Um, so the Colts obviously ranks points per game thirty two, sacks allowed thirty two. Uh, pass uh, TD interceptions 30th, yards per play 30th, rush, uh, rushing touchdowns 31st, rushing yards per rush 30th, 
a fourth down conversion, 30th, and red zone, uh, 31st. Um, I I did not expect the Colts to be this bad this season. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor has been such a letdown this season, especially the season he had last year. I mean, you see it all the time with you know running backs like that. They have this monstrous season. Then after they have that monstrous season, it's like they can't they can't repeat that. You know, they have a, a you see it all. I mean, but there was running backs which can can stay consistent. And Jonathan Taylor's season last year was for the ages. And I know I expected him to come back and have a season like that again. No, I a couple of my uh no random drafts I do. I draft him I think twice I had the first pick overall. I drafted him obviously first saying, Okay, I'm getting Jonathan Taylor and he's been a letdown. Um so anyways the uh Colts bench Matt Ryan in favor of uh Sim uh Engler prior to week eight in fire off some corner Marcus Bradley before uh the, the bye week this week. However, the Colts often slumped to a nulo against the Patriots, producing just 121 total yards and uh, giving up nine sacks. So Jeff started to act as a cons a console for the Colts for the past few years, also while uh serving as an analyst for ESPN. He played thirteen seasons for the Colts from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand eleven, making uh five Pro Bowls and winning one Super Bowl. So the Colts opted for Saturday over uh, two former NFL uh, head coaches on a staff defensive corner, Gus Bradley, and senior defensive assistant Sean Fox. Had no idea that both of them were there. Um, the ex NFL, the ex, uh, the ex ex offensive lineman doesn't have any NFL or college coaching experience. He was a uh, bench coach for a uh, high school team in uh, Georgia. Uh, the Colts made the playoffs in two. Um, and Reich's first uh, four seasons, despite the uh, turmoil created by the franchise quarterback, Andrew Lux, at retirement. Uh, no, they brought Carson Wentz in. That was a failed trade. Uh, he coached him in Philadelphia and pushed the Colts to acquire him during the 2020 season offseason. Last season, um, they missed the playoffs. Um, no, he signed extension through 2026 campaign alongside general manager uh, Chris Pollard in 2021. And the second head coach fired this season following Matt Rule. Uh, so the Colts hired uh, Frank Reich, uh, a former quarterback in 2018 after Josh McDaniels ended up agreeing and ended up backing out. Um, what a disaster for the Colts. You know, I, I had this team winning the division. I had them winning the, uh, going to the playoffs. Um, I just, I mean, I don't maybe, I mean, I don't really pay attention to the Colts as much as I should. Doing a podcast, I should pay attention to every team. I don't know if they got injuries going on. I I don't know if just bringing Matt Ryan was. I mean I I don't know. And, you know, I was kind of shocked when they brought Matt Ryan. You know he's thirty five, thirty six years old. I don't understand why they just didn't you know bring a young quarterback in or draft a quarterback. You know the Carson Wentz thing was a disaster. This was a disaster. Um, I actually had this um delivery driver comes to my work. And he's a um, Colts fan, which is really shocking because about like a month ago or two, he came in wearing a Colts um, sweater. And I looked at him and I said, you're a Colts fan in New England? You don't see that much. He goes, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a Colts fan. It's kind of crazy. And he goes, and she assumed I was a Patriots fan. I said, oh, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm an Eagles fan. And when he comes in, him and I will talk. And he came in uh, the day they actually fired Frank Reich. And I said, I said to him, I, was, I, I think I was wearing an Eagles hat. Or someone walked by me, yeah. And so, so some walked by me and they said, "Your Eagles are doing good, uh, eight and zero." And I said, "Yeah, they are." I said, "They're going to be nine and zero. They beat Washington on Monday." And he turned around and said, "You're an Eagles fan." 
And I said, yeah. And I said, you're a Colts fan, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking, he said, honestly, he thinks that uh, Jim uh, Isray is just tanking to get the number one pick. And he goes, it's frustrating. He goes, you know, I thought this season was going to be good. I thought we were going to make the playoffs. And I said, it's unfortunate, man. I said, I have the Colts making the playoffs. I have the Colts being a team to, you know, be a powerhouse. And obviously has not been that. But uh, anyways, um, I kind of hope Frank Reich makes his return back to Philly, back on that offense. Um, because, you no, know, he's one of the main reasons why the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, also, uh, Tom Brady makes history again. Here is third and 20. And at 100,000, I guess you probably get all the first-class upgrades you want for life. <laughs> 100,000, that's ridiculous, and I still am going to come back. So next closest quarterback on this list doesn't even play anymore. Drew Brees, 85,724 yards. Um, that is crazy. The next quarterback on this, obviously, is not going to be a quarterback who plays more, but um, Drew Brees, I, I need to use my calculator in this one. I'm not good with math. Drew Brees is 14,726 yards behind Tom Brady. Uh, he's the first player in NFL history to reach 100,000 pass yards in the playoffs. Um... That's nuts. So uh, Tom Brady uh, passed 280 yards in Tampa Bay's uh, victory over the uh, uh, so week nine was last week. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I thought that uh, this week was week nine. Um, over the Rams is now up um, 2,547 yards uh, through nine games in 2022. Uh, he's racked up 87,067 regular season passing yards throughout his career, to along with 13,449 in the playoffs. No one's going to beat these guys' record. No one's going to beat his records. I mean, a hundred thousand passing yards. Um, Unfreaking real, man. I mean, what he's done in the playoffs: 13,000 yards in the freaking playoffs. Uh, he's totaled eighty-five thousand nine fifty-nine yards during his twenty-year stint with the uh, Patriots before joining the Bucks. He's thrown for fourteen thousand one hundred fifty-seven yards in Tampa Bay. Unreal. I mean, this guy at forty-five years old is still doing these things. But obviously, you no, know, this Bucks season hasn't been a disaster so far. Uh, right now, we're four and five. Um, obviously, still got to see him turn around, and win in the division, making the playoffs. And this is Bucks team; they're getting players back. You know, their defense has a lot of injuries, their offense has a lot of injuries. And once this team gets healthy, once this defense gets healthy, the Buccaneers are going to be back. And this team be forced; it seems to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, but congratulations to Tom Brady. Um, you know, setting another record. No, no one's going to beat that record. No one's going to win seven Super Bowls. No quarterback or player is going to win seven Super Bowls, let alone six. I just, I've been a fan of this guy since he came into the league. Um, being an Eagles fan, the fact that you no know, Tom Brady's one of my favorite quarterbacks, and a lot of people obviously are sick of him. A lot of people are sick that he keeps winning. He's a winner, and, and it's just, he's just so good at everything he does, and it's going to continue. He's going to break more records if he continues to play past this season. 
Um, but anyways, I'm going to get to our picks. Uh, since Ryan couldn't make, he sent me uh, his picks. So um, let me pull this up. So for Thursday, we both took the Falcons in the last sack game. We both took the Bucks. Um, so with Josh Allen, since we're with Josh Allen, I don't know what Josh Allen's going to play or not. He took the Bills. I ended up uh, changing my pick to the Vikings. He took the Lions. I took the Bears. We both took the... Um, Both took the uh, Chiefs. Both took the Dolphins. Uh, surprisingly, he took the Texans to beat the uh, Giants. I took the Giants to beat the Texans. We both took the Saints. Um, I took the Raiders. He took the Colts. He took uh, Dallas. I had to change my take. Green Bay. Uh, he took the Rams. Um, so he took the Rams. I took the Cardinals. Uh, he took the uh, 49ers. I took the 49ers. We both took the Eagles. So I don't know what his record is on the season. I don't know his record on the season because he cut it off. Uh, anyways, um, so my record this season is 76 and 60. I gotta text him to see what his record is. Um, but then last week, I don't think I did too good last week. So last week I one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one, seven and one, seven, two, eight and two. Eight and three, eight and four, nine and four. I went nine and four last week. Actually, hold on. So he went one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, four and one, five and one, five and two, five and three, five and four, five and five, six and five, seven and five. Eight and five. He went eight and five last week. All right. Anyways, that's the fix for this week. Uh, now we're going to talk about some um, Kyrie Irving news. Um, so Phil Knight says uh, Nike's like done with Kyrie. Uh, he said he stepped over the line. Kyrie stepped over the line. It's kind of simple. Knight said he made some statements that we uh, just can't decide by, and that's why we ended a relationship. And uh, I was fine with that. So Nike announced he was spending his relationship, like I mentioned last week, with Kyrie, and canceling the release of his upcoming signature shoe and the fallout. After tweeting a link to a movie that uh, with uh, anti-Semitic uh, tropes, uh, tropes. Um, Knight inducted uh, inducted Thursday that he is likely uh, Nike will work with uh, unlikely will work with him again. I would uh, doubt that I would ever go back. Knight said, but I don't know for sure. So he signed with a deal with Nike in 2011, last signature shoe with the brand three years later. So I mean, so this is a tough situation. We know what Kyrie Irving did. You know, shouldn't he done it? Should he have done it? No. And I don't know how many guys are going to agree with me, but at the same time. In America, you have a freedom of speech. You can say what's on your mind. And a lot of people are going to agree with Kyrie Irving. And a lot of people are not going to agree with Kyrie Irving. And a lot of people are saying, oh, let the man play. And a lot of people are going to say, don't let him play. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Because 
at the same time, I don't want to say something that's going to piss some of you guys off. If you guys are listening to 46 minutes in, which you're probably not, but that's okay because it's fine. Anyways, uh, I just, you know, you know, it's tough and it's, it's, it's really tough in this situation because you can say what's on your mind here, but at the same time, there's things you shouldn't do. And I'm on the side, you know, I, it's like, I, I just, I don't know. It's, he has a right to say what he wants, obviously, but at the same time, I'm leaning towards the side. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like stuck in that. I, I don't know. Um, there's things you can, I don't know. It's like, I'm on the, it's like, he shouldn't have done it. Um, but at the same time, you know, he has the right to say what he wants. But I, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, there's things you should tweet and there's things you shouldn't tweet. But then again, I'm going back, backtracking to what I said and saying you have a right to say what you want. But no, he really screwed himself in the situation. Um, I just saw a report that he's not with the Nets on the road trip. He lost his deal with Nike. Now LeBron James came out and said, uh, oh, let me find the article. I had it, but I ended up uh, deleting it. So, um, he said, uh, Kyrie wasn't around, but punishment is, uh, ex punishment is exclusive. Um, LeBron James, so, um, he said, I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing, uh, hurtful stuff, which I agree with that on that. That was wrong where Kyrie, uh, that's where Kyrie was wrong. And I'll, uh, continue to be that way, but Kyrie apologized and he should be able to play. That's why I think it's simple. Um. So everyone was spending by the Nets last Thursday after he reportedly refused to apologize for tuning a link to an uh, Semitic film. Hebrews to, um, I'm not saying that word, Wake Up Black America. Uh, the team called the uh, ban infinite and uh, saying that Irving would uh, have to satisfy a series of uh, objective mental measurements that address harmful impact of a conduct in order to the floor. So Nets have delivered Kyrie Irving six items he must complete before return. Apologize slash condone movie. 500k donation to anti-hate causes, uh, sensitivity training, anti-citizen uh, training, meet with ADL uh, Jewish leader, leaders, and meet with Joe Atase to uh, demonstrate uh, the understanding. Um, according to James Karna, some of the uh, sub, uh, sublations include, I already read that part, James Curley feels this all too much, adding, uh, help him learn, but should be, uh, be able to play. Uh, What's his acts uh, to get done back on the floor? I think it's um, I think it's a exclusive an IMO. Uh, he's not the person that's being betrayed. No, he finally did apologize. So no, he did apologize. So I I don't know. I mean, it's freaking tough, you know. But then again, you can't share hateful stuff like that but i i don't know but speaking about the nets 
Uh, the Brooklyn Nets um, named uh, Jock Vaughn their uh, full-time head coach uh, Wednesday. Brooklyn was reportedly considering suspended coach, uh, Boston coach, uh, Ime Doka, uh, but immediately struck with Vaughn, who uh, filled uh, in on an interim uh, basis following departure of Steve Nash. Jock's uh, backspell uh, acumen, competitiveness, and uh, intimate knowledge of our team and organization uh, make him the clear uh, cup best person to lead our group moving forward. General Manager Steve Mark said in a statement. Uh, he has a proven ability to be the best of our players, held him accountable, and play Crisorsive, uh, 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 a team-first style of basketball. I cannot read at all today. Also, the Nets have gone, uh, at this time, have gone 2-2 two two under Vaughn, picking up wins against the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, wow, and the Wizards. Ooh. But dropping close contests against the Chicago Bulls, Dallas Mavericks. The team with 2-5 and five under Steve Nash to start, to, uh, to start the year uh, before they both parted ways. Um, I honestly thought they were going to bring in uh, Ime and Doka. Uh, I thought there was a report that, did, uh, that they did sign him, but I guess uh, there was a lot of negative reaction that they're going to bring him in. Um, but hopefully he can turn the next season around. You know, he got a lot of talent on that team. Um, you know, you obviously got a lot of, no. Then you got Kevin Durant. Obviously, you know, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Ben Simmons, I know he gets obviously a lot of flack. Uh... I mean, wow, I mean, kind of look at this team. They're really not that good. I know TJ Warren is on them. So they're 5-7 and seven since bring, uh, he's taken over. All right. Sorry, guys. I hate I hate doing this podcast by myself. I usually like have someone on this so no, we can interact back and forth. But hopefully, Ryan can be on it next week. That little fucking peck ahead. Um, I wanted to talk about one team once again. The Lakers lose again. I know we can say LeBron didn't play, but this is the Lakers' fifth straight loss. Um, they lost to the Sacramento Kings last night, one hundred twenty one fourteen. Um. No, the Lakers are two and ten, and I said it before the season started. I said this team was going to make the playoffs. I said this team was going to turn around. Twelve games in, they're two and ten. Um, they're there. They tied the Houston for the NBA's worst record. I know it's twelve games, and they still can turn it around. I actually want to see what uh, the rest of the um, schedule looks like in November. So they play the Nets tomorrow in uh, Los Angeles. Then they play the Pistons and they play the Spurs. They play the Suns. They play the uh, Spurs again. Then they play the Spurs again. Jeez, they play the Spurs a lot. Interesting. They play the Spurs. They play the Spurs back-to-back nights in San Antonio, November 25th and November 26th. That's interesting. So men have one that is interesting. Then they play the Pacers on November thirtieth, they play the Trailblazers. 
Then there's schedule in December. I mean, I'm going to read the first couple of games. Uh, they play the Bucks December 2nd, uh, Wizards December 4th. They play the Cavs December 6th. They play the Raptors December 7th. Um, uh, maybe this team's just not good at all, though. What a disaster for the Lakers and uh, LeBron James. Now, I thought this team was going to make the playoffs. I thought maybe bringing in... Um, I thought bringing in, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly, I I just, I, I don't know. This team's been a disaster all season. Last season was a disaster. They didn't make the playoffs. The season before that, um, they lost. Did they lose to the Suns in the uh, playoffs? Or did they lose to the Suns in the uh, playing tournament? All right, so they lost to the Suns in uh, the first round. I thought it was a playing tournament, but no, I just this Lakers team has been a disaster the last two years, last year, and this year it's like it's gonna be even worse. Um, now we're gonna finish off with some hockey news. Uh, so the Bruins parted with Mitch Miller. I talked about this last week. There, there was this uh, kid they signed back when he was fourteen years old. He was um, bullied a disabled student, and I guess he was bullying this disabled student from you no know, second grade up into through high school. And I said it last week. You know, a lot of people say, oh, he's 14. He was just a kid. He was 14. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 14 years old. You should know at 14 years old not to bully anybody. You should know at 14 years old it's wrong to bully people. You know, one of the things you're taught from a kid when you're growing up, one of the first things your parents teach you is to, you know, be nice and treat people with respect. Treat others with respect. Be nice to others. Um... Decision to sign this young man was made after a uh, careful consideration of the f uh, of the facts that were uh, were aware of, uh, of them. That a fourteen year old he made a poor de uh, poor decision that led to a juvenile uh, convention. Uh, Bruins president Camille said, "We understand that this is uh, isolated an incident, and that he have taken a meaningful action to form and was uh, committed to ongoing personal development based on the understanding that we are offered a contract." Based on information, uh, we believe that the best decision at this time is to our uh, his best uh, decision this time is to uh, rescind the opportunity for Mitch Miller to represent the Boston Bruins. So the Bruins faced a uh, backlash, uh, plenty of backlash for the move due to Miller's uh, troubled past. Miller made in court in 2016 to bullying Isaiah uh, Meyer uh, Crothers, a, uh, de a uh, developed uh, a, a student with disabilities classmate who grew up with him in Ohio. Meyer Crothers uh, said Miller frequently called him the N-word and uh, brownie throat years of harassment. Um... Now you you got to know, man. You're 14, and I say I stand by the statement to this day. Racism is taught. You call and sound the n-word and Browning. Racism is taught. You're not born with racism. I don't give a fuck what people say. Racism is taught, and obviously the, these his parents taught him how to hate. And then again, my dad did make a good uh, a good point. He said people bully other people to look cool. People bully other people to um to be the cool guy, the funny guy. And though I do agree with him on that, 
No, he was a star hockey player in high school, and he said, I'm the star hockey player, I'm going to bully whoever I want. And it's unfortunate it had to be this poor kid who couldn't defend himself. Um, yeah, I just... And a lot of people at the same time say, no, this this action, no, you sh this shouldn't ruin his career. Um, but, you know, he, he should know. Um, he should not afford to not to bully people. Uh, and back to Cam Neely, he admitted the club should have dug deeper before deciding to sign Miller, who immediately uh, cut a couple of, uh, who was cut a couple of days later. He said, there's a lot of people that are let down today. I'm disappointed that we're in this position. Neely told reporters per Sportsnet, we shouldn't be in this position. We should do better. So, um... For me, it's not worth putting the organization through that any longer. Neely said he added, "We'd like to take a piece in what we uh, we do in the community and how we hold ourselves accountable. We dropped the ball, and I'm here to apologize for that." So he's originally drafted by the Coyotes in the fourth round of 2020, but the team uh, re-announced draft right shortly after. He admitted, like I said, um, back 2016, the Bruins press announcing the decision to part with Miller defenseman. Uh, said that uh, nearly said that the uh, team was under impression that Miller's bullying of Myers was an isolated incident in Boston, then reversed the course based on information. Um, nearly said he was initially made aware of the team's interest in Miller in August before signing. There was no question the biggest uh, regret of his career. The time of the signing was uh, probably never going to be good, he said. I think it's going to be the point where uh, are we doing it or not? And we made the wrong decision. He added, I do believe in second chances, but uh, maybe some don't deserve it. I'm not saying we're taking this situation. I do believe in second chances. I do agree with that right there, but at the same time, you know, this dude ruined his this dude ruined his career. But I mean, I don't know, like I said, you know, you do deserve second chances, but something like this is going to haunt him the rest of his life. And last but not least, uh scary situation. Um Evander Kane, the Edmonton Oilers, out three to four months after Skate cut his wrist. A collision with Meyer. And I believe it's going to be his hand as he comes down. You can see his wrist is exposed. And I think it's Maroon. Maroon as he comes by. Oh. And you can see he does a good job. You know, he did a good job of getting pressure on it, but that that's scary. Um, you know, this reminds me back when uh, so I gotta get another get another clip for you guys. I'm sorry. There's been a couple of instances like this that happens in hockey. Richard Zednick, uh. Course, fucking YouTube and these ads. In again. MacArthur kicks it clean in the corner. Took a hit from Jokinen. Gets up again and clears it up on the wing. That's starting to on the ice back inside the line as Zednik has been cut. Gotta be carotid artery with that much blood that fast. of blood on the ice and Richard Zednick is being helped into the dressing room and plenty of medical personnel are heading in that direction and the doctors are racing 
the Buffalo doctors racing to the dressing room. I've never seen so much. Yoke in the number 12 skate. Comes right up, right there. Now we do not know what the situation is beyond that, other than the fact that Richard Zednick has been cut seriously. He's been taken to the dressing room, and we know that all... That's scary, I mean... I mean, that was Richard Zednick's throat. I mean, this guy, in Patrick Kane's wrist, that's, that is scary. He's taking the hospital undergo procedure of the incident, which occurred during the second period of the Orioles' win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Kane was down on the ice when uh, one of Pat Maroon's skates... Uh, clipped his arm. His long absence leaves a big hole for the Orioles' attack. Um, he's been a lock for the Edmonton's top six uh, this season. Produced 13 points in 14 games before in his injury. Uh, Edmonton currently has approximately 12.2 million on the LTR between uh, Patrick Kane, Oscar uh, Cliffbaum, Mike Smith, and Tyler Benson, according to Cat Friendly. Edmonton recalled forward Clem uh, uh, Coston and uh, Mattis. Uh, Mattis, uh, Jenmark from the AHL, uh, Bakersfield on Wednesday. Um, the Orioles currently sit fourth in the Pacific Division with an 8-6 record. They returned to action, did return against action against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and they ended up losing 7-2 in that game. So, well, thank God Patrick Kane's going to be okay because that's a scary situation. Um, I couldn't imagine what that even felt like. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you guys made it this far. I uh, really treat guys. Preach, uh, appreciate you guys' uh, support. You can show this podcast link to this. Anyways, guys, hopefully, hopefully, rank me here next Saturday. If not, you're going to have to deal with my annoying ass voice again. Anyways, enjoy your weekend. Take care. And Spike, you're here. Spike, you're here. Woo woo woo. You know it, bitch.